Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Curveballs at Chair Shots. My name is Brandon Tanguma. Definitely sitting six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson. Dominic, how are you doing on this fine Friday, late afternoon, early evening? Is it six feet from where our butts are or from body parts? Because, you know, we're like three Okay, we're definitely not six feet apart. I'm going to get the coronavirus, especially after you just came home from work at that nasty-ass Osh Hardware store in Morocco. You take that back. It is not nasty. We don't disinfect every night, so yeah, we're probably we're, we're kind of dirty. But to answer your original question, I am doing fine. How are you? Eh, you know, I'm doing all right. No one gives a fuck. You know, yesterday was kind of hard because it was supposed to be opening day. We should be at the Oakland Coliseum, all of us. Yes. Not the studio audience, or not the mascot. Mascot. Studio audience should be there because she's work. She should be working for them. But and you and me should be. What? Let's see. Let's see. It would be getting plastered. It would be just. Pulling in the drive in the in Actually, the driveway. Yes, yes, into the driveway. We'll be pulling in the parking lot right now. Walking up. Well, get, if you remember, getting a helmet nacho. Our friends over at Trapdoor to Hell, Travis, invited us that maybe they were going to do a tailgate on that day, so we could have got riggedy riggedy wrecked. You could have got riggedy riggedy wrecked. Actually, I could have got wrecked because you would have driven us there. And I would have had the top on my Jeep this time, so my cooler wouldn't have gotten stolen. There you go. There you go. And I would have got either a ride home from you or the studio audience. So, in light of the opening day that should have happened, we'll talk some baseball. They had opening day from home yesterday. I watched some baseball games. Dominic, could you do anything in light of baseball opening day? Because you didn't mm. have work yesterday. Did I do anything to, to celebrate, celebrate America's pastime? No just got into an argument with with wifey. Would you like to disclose that argument? Not really. We'll talk about it off the air. Deep background. Okay. And the uh, so they put a bunch of stuff out there. Uh, past videos. It's good stuff. But we have some real baseball news to talk about because the Major League Baseball and the Players Association has come to an agreement for the 2020 season. There will be... Uh, the players will get full service time no matter how many games, if there even is a season in the 2020 season. So Mookie Betts, Trevor Bauer, all the free agents that are set to be next year will still be a free agent. The money-wise, they're, the players have said that they're not going to sue the league for lost wages or whatever. So they've come to a middle ground. Dominic, your thoughts on this? That I mean, realistically, I think the way they handled it is perfect. You know, they understand that the times we're in, you know, very crazy, very unpredictable. Um, also understand that, um, are you, are you going to cover more of the details or no? Yes, I was going to cover okay. more of the details, okay. Dominic. Well, if we want me to cover some of the details, they actually have an agreement in place for when the season will start. And for me, this seems a little eerie because they are dead set on... Having games with fans in attendance, the season will not commence until each of the following conditions happen when there are no bans on mass gatherings that would limit the ability to play in front of fans. Yes. Uh, the commissioner has said that maybe they have to do some other things with neutral sites or empty arenas, mm-hmm. but uh, there will be no travel restriction between the United States and Canada, obviously, with the Blue Jays in Canada. Yep. You, you can't play in Toronto if there's a travel ban. But yes. And then when medical experts determine 
when there are no health risks for the players, staff, or fans, with the commissioners and unions still able to revisit the idea of playing in empty stadiums. So, uh, the teams and the league want to play in front of fans, but we just don't exactly know. We're, what, week two in this eight-week quarantine. We don't exactly know how long this is going to happen. Some people say nothing, you know, nothing's going to really happen. It's going to be the same for a long, long time. Maybe this will even affect the NFL season, whether it gets played or not in front of no fans. Don't exactly know, but NBA, NHL, soccer across the world, MLS. So my my uh, my only question, realistically, is what about the people that say... Um, Oh, she's taking away my new flashlight. Um, or an illegal weapon. Shut the fuck up. Shh. Um, for the people that realistically, you know... Let me ask you this. Okay, how, how about before I explain, I'll ask you this question. So, coronavirus, they say every... You know, there's... Let's say they lift all the bands. Every, everything can go back to normal. You as a fan, you go to an A's game. Stop licking your tongue like that. Do you have confidence that you're going to go to that game and not get sick? Or do you still have that in the back of your mind and you're going to be wearing gloves and freaking out and stuff? For me, I feel as though I have been taking enough precaution. If the experts and the CDC and everyone says that it's perfectly fine, well, I don't know if the liver say it's perfectly fine, but at least for the next six months. Mm -hmm. I think we're definitely in the next six, eight, ten months we're going to be in this state of trying to limit the spread of the virus. And, you know, I'm, I'm still optimistic about Vegas still happening, even though I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen. Yeah, I in, know. Uh, it sucks. In late May, but... Uh, so I'm just kind of waiting for all that to take place, but when it comes, if they all say it's fine, we can go back, then I will go there. I will, I'll go to games still, especially for paying for those games. Yeah. And I'm going to take precautions. I'm, you know, not still going to do the no shaking hands, wash your hands all the time, mm-hmm. you know, use the forks and, you know, not really touch everything in sight. But so are, would you wear latex gloves? Would you wear a mask or would you just say, you know what? Wearing a mask it. doesn't really help unless if you do have the virus or you're showing symptoms. But I'm just saying, though, like, would would you be surprised? Let, let, let's say, you know, a couple more weeks go by and they say, you know what, they lift the ban. They're like, all right, the first game is May 4th or whatever. Do you, How many people will go to that game? And if they do, how many people will be wearing protective, like PPE and stuff like that? Obviously, it's going to affect attendance for the coming future for, I think, at least the next year. There's obviously people out there who don't think this is a big deal, but I think... Most of the people understand what the hell is going on. Yeah. But, uh, you know, this is definitely an ongoing issue. We're even seeing some stuff starting to open up in Japan and Korea. They're starting to do some empty arena uh, baseball games. There have been some wrestling shows in Japan, and you see New Japan still hasn't done anything, but they have said that, or they've showed that there was people in the crowd, and, like, usually in Japan, a lot of people are wearing crowds regardless when they're in a crowd, but... Now it seems like almost everybody is wearing that. I don't know if, you know, obviously the culture is different in Japan, but I think we're, even when you go to the grocery store, you see a lot more people wearing masks and protective stuff than you would ever see even a month ago. I mean, I see it in my store, I think, every at least every day I work, there's at least, I would say, maybe a quarter of the people that walk into my store have 
the full get-up, the masks, the gloves, the eyewear, everything like that, and then half of the people will at least have gloves Well, you work on. in Morocco. That's a bunch of rich white people who can throw money around for stupid shit like that. Pretty true. Yes, that's pretty accurate. So, Is it white people that wear that stuff normally? Do What's the demographic of your hardware store in Well, Morocco? it depends what, what you say. White or... Because there's a lot of white, but they're very... Europe, like, they're immigrants. Like, there's a lot of Irish, French, Polish, Russian, but they're all Caucasian. So do you can classify them as white? Do you classify them as, you know... Just call them white. White, yes. A lot of white people. A lot of honkies in that store. Yes. So obviously when new stuff arises, we'll talk about it on the podcast, but we do have some actual news to talk about. Noah Syndergaard, what? the pitcher for the New York Mets. We have another ace getting Tommy John. Maybe he's not the actual ace. It's probably Jacob DeGrom, but Noah Syndergaard down for the count, getting Tommy John out for pretty much you know this year, a little bit next year. It's going to be... Pretty much the same thing we talked about last week with Chris Sale, but I think this hurts the team even more because the Mets, well, I think, are in definitely a primer position to make a move and make a playoff run. Well, I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, it, do you really think it's going to be that big of a deal for him? I mean, the season, if there is going to be one, I mean, it's not, you know, come back 2021 be 100%, you know, make your playoff push there. Am I right? If there is no season, then it definitely doesn't hurt the Mets as much. But exactly. I think you never want to get Tommy John surgery. But better to do it now while all this is going on. Yeah. 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 Thoughts? Mm-hmm. Thoughts? No. No? Nothing? No. Okay, nothing else on that? I mean, he... He... Stop... I'm sorry. I'm studio audience is really ticking me off right now. She just keeps putting it in my face. Someone's hungry. I'm not hungry. She just—it's annoying that she keeps staring at me when she's eating dinner. A... Dominic, why are you chubbing? Chubbing. <laughs> now you're chubbing because you keep poking it. Yeah. Now, now I'm gonna totally be rock hard. Shout out to Chopped to Hell. They did. Oh a, God. A quiz on porn audio. So maybe. When the sports world, the wrestling world, shuts down for real, for real, and there's really nothing to talk about, maybe we got something to fall back on. There's a couple things that I think we could uh, do. I'm looking at that Soraya shirt. I'm already getting some. Oh yeah, we should do ideas. that. We should do that. No, no, actually, no, 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 no. I don't want to bring up the past. If you don't know, Soraya. No, is... shut up. Don't, don't even talk about it. I don't. What? My goal is to one day interview her. I don't want her to go back and hear this. Okay. I don't want to talk about us ever again. This is, this is the Crispin Wall. This is WWE's Crispin. Wait, how do you? How would it be? We're talking about Paige's sex tape. God damn it. Anyways, continuing on this coronavirus shtick, the Whatever. Tokyo Olympics have been postponed till 2021. I think this was a foregone conclusion. The Tokyo Olympics are just such a big deal, such a cash cow. So many people all in one area that it would have been weird to do this without anybody it'd be unhealthy to you know have all those athletes and everybody around because who knows what what's going to happen by and it takes a lot of manpower just to get everything together by yeah. june july august just to get everything ready so so how does, makes that, how does that affect the rotation because isn't it every four years right i would assume they would just do 
keep the same thing and do 2024 next year, oh. next time. I assume it wouldn't affect it that much. Oh, that, 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 that's what I was wondering. Was yeah, back-to-back the... years of the Olympics, though. Summer, then winter. You a summer or winter guy? Ooh, that's a good... I think if I'm being... I'm probably more of a summer... I mean, not that I... I'm, like, gung-ho, like, oh, Olympics on, I want to watch, but I think I'll be more willing to watch Summer Olympics than Winter Olympics, just because winter, it's all skiing, snowboarding, bobsledding, what else? Definitely more hockey. of a summer hockey, guy. Hockey, right? Yes, Dominic, there is hockey in the Olympics, good job. But, was that winter or summer? Studio audience, Dominic just asked if hockey is a winter or a summer sport. What do you think? She doesn't know either. What is it? Well, I mean, they play they play hockey now, so it would be a what summer do they, sport. Dominic, what do they play on? What ice. surface do they play on? Ice. What is is ice synonymous with summertime or wintertime? Depends. You know, if the, if the groundhog sees its shadow, you know, it gets us more more winter. You know, Dominic, you said a lot of stupid shit on this <laughs> podcast, and I'm being honest, that might have just taken the cake right there. There we go. There you go. We we got to get that in at least once an episode. Yeah, I did it just for you. I was, I was just joking. I yeah, that was. It. I knew it was a winter sport. You of know. course, it's just you know. I don't want to break kayfabe, you know. Anyway, I know everything. I just try to fuck with you. You know, it's fine. Get into the world of the NFL. We still got some moves in NFL free agency. Cam Newton. We talked about him at the end of our free agent talk. Dominic had some. Was it hot takes about Cam Newton or Jameis Winston, who isn't going to uh, find a team? Jameis Winston. James Winston, okay. Yes. Which, hey, have he, has he found a team? Not yet. Oh, there Not we go. Yet. You never know. There we go. Cam Newton has been released by the Carolina Panthers. He is free to go wherever he wants. I think this is a shitty deal for Cam Newton. You release him a week after all this shit has gone down with all the, the quarterbacks getting signed up, and obviously it kind of puts him behind the eight ball. And there still are teams out there, maybe the Chargers, the Patriots. A lot of people think the Patriots could scoop him up, which, oof. Bill Belichick getting Cam Newton, that could be scary. Nah. But, I mean, it sucks for Cam uh, to be in that position to where yeah, everybody's getting signed up and he's locked up, and then once all the big moves are done, then he's finally getting released when they could have done this two, three weeks ago. I'm not comparing Cam Newton to this next guy I'm going to mention, but to me it has the same vibe. So I feel like this is the same situation that happened to RG3. And I'm not comparing, I'm not saying they're the same quality quarterback. Cam Newton, to me, is far superior than RG3, but I'm saying, you know, you know, RG3 was doing, was actually on the ascend, gets hurt, and now he's where? With the Redskins, right, still, or something like that, or? I don't even know what team he's on. You know what? Let's look it up. I think RG3 might be out, no, RG3 is, he's on the Baltimore Ravens, because they had the Heisman package. Oh, okay. With Lamar, RG3. And whoop whoop. What's his face? The fucking... I, I got this guy. I got it. This is trapped to the hell. They always do these brain farts where they can't remember the fuck their name, and I'm out there yelling at the at the <laughs> my Bluetooth speaker like, "How do you guys not remember this?" And, and now Tyler here I Travis am. are yelling at you right now. Mm-hmm. You got Any this, hoots. You got this, Travis. Thank you. Or, or Dominic. Um. Anyway. Um. But it kind of gives me the same. Mark vibe. Ingram. Didn't even need to look it up. It there came back to me. There you go. Or yo, get your asshole off my uh, keyboard. But it kind of gives me the same vibe that, you know, gets hurt and 
this talented quarterback is just now floating around. He's and he's hasn't been the same since. I'm not saying Cam's gonna be the same situation, but what happened last season? He got hurt. He, they released him, and now he's kind of just floating around. I'm sure the team that picks him, which I've been hearing, maybe might be the Chargers. Just hearing that, that's a possibility. Like you just said, the Patriots, but um, it's kind of just I. I he, you, you think as soon as you hear Cam Newton's released, you think that there'd be a team that'd be like, ah, oh, let's go get him real quick. Why is it so long for him, them to make an offer for him is my issue. There might be offers on the table, but it might just be Cam trying to get a better deal. I I don't know how you how high you are on him. I really like Cam Newton. I think he can be a damn good quarterback if you're going to compare Cam to Teddy Bridgewater because that's his replacement. I think I would still stick with Cam, to be honest. I know there is the in- I mean, there's the injury history with Teddy Bridgewater as well. So if it's me, I think I would have stuck with Cam. And I think going to L.A. for the Chargers, going into that new stadium and having however many, you know, twice as many fans there or seats there with only 25,000 fans that are normally there and half of them. I mean, aren't even the, aren't even Charger fans. I mean, but what? So let let's say Panthers did stick with him. Would you give him a one year, two year, three? Like, how how high are you? How high are you on him? To like, how many years would you give him? I think I would give him two years. I'm not gonna go and give him. Whatever. Like, I'd give him a bag or anything. I mean, right? maybe I'd give him like what Tom Brady got because what he got like two years, fifty million, pretty much fully yeah, guaranteed. Yeah. Maybe. At that amount, maybe a little bit less, but at you know Cam's in what his late twenties at this point, so he's still pretty young, but he does have some injury issues. I'm high on him. I like his capabilities, and he's posting workout videos with gospel music, and he's just shredded, and he's just they didn't believe in me, and he's ready to just fuck some shit up next year. See, and that's my whole thing is, you know, whatever team gets him, un- unless they're hurting for a quarterback, I don't see him getting anything more than Tom Brady. If not, he'll get the same or less. So, and I think, I still think Chargers would be, a, would be a good fit for him. But like you said to Patriots, that would be another great fit. All right. Now let's move on with some free agent signings. Last week was more of the top tier moves. Now we've kind of gone to that second tier, a lot of wide receivers making some moves and We got some XFL news because the XFL has opened up their free agency to players could sign with the NFL. And we have some quarterbacks getting locked up. So first we got Tyler Eifert was a top tier tight end in the league. Used to be on the same tier as Travis Kelsey, but he's fallen off. Now he is signed with Jacksonville. Now it's Gardner Minshew's team getting another weapon. Could help him a little bit, but I still don't think Jacksonville is going to be where they were a few years ago. Do you think this is a, a good opportunity for him to, you know, not reascend back to that top level like Kelsey, but do you think that's it's a good opportunity for him to maybe boost those numbers and, you know, because Minshew was a, I'm not going to say he's a great quarterback, he's a pretty good quarterback, but do you think this will help both of them in their career or do you think this is just a, a resting point, he's just going to pretty much fall off after this? Off the top of my head, I don't exactly remember who the tight end for the Jaguars were. So I assume it's going to be an upgrade over whoever was playing there before. And with at this point, the defense isn't the calling card anymore, and I think the offense is going to have to run up the scoreboard to kind of stay up with the other team. So I think at this point, just kind of anything really helps at this point. Well, okay. okay. I mean, I, 
I, I'll be honest with you, Brandon. I was looking over the script. I knew the XFL players. I knew Cam Newton pretty much else. No, I didn't know anyone else. Well, Dominic, before you outed yourself, I was going to hold your hand throughout this entire segment. Well, I, that, well, and, I think I'll just ask you more after you bring them up. I'll ask you questions and let you know let the people listen to your great, great commentary. So instead of me exposing you, you just exposed yourself. Yeah. Okay, I appreciate that, Dominic. So we got Brashard Perryman. He is a wide receiver. He has signed with the New York Jets. Robbie Anderson, who used to be with the Jets, has now gone to Carolina. Um, I mean, I think Robbie Anderson is probably a better wide receiver than Perryman. So Teddy Bridgewater getting another weapon. Uh, Christian McCaffrey finally getting some help over there. But I think for the most part, the Jets are going to be where they were. The Carolina Panthers, I think, will take a little bit of a step up from where they were last year, but still probably with that uh, division that they're in, it's going to be it's going to be pretty rough. You don't you don't see with the Panthers getting Bridgewater with McCaffrey with uh, what did you say Perryman or who who was the Robbie Anderson Robbie Anderson you don't see with these guys coming into Carolina you don't see anything really I mean I know you said they changed you know and a new head coach. And new head coach is Del Rio, right? Look at you, Dominic. I'm so smart. Um, you don't see anything happening. You don't see them winning a division, maybe wild card, anything like that. You don't see any of that. Well, with them being in the NFC South, it's going to be very hard with that. Which division. I knew that, by the way. I knew that. You definitely knew that. Yes. Definitely didn't think they were like in the AFC West. Can I, you, I don't you? even know who the fuck that is. <laughs> Where the fuck that is? You don't know who's in the AFC West. Nope. The division that the Raiders are in. Oh, the Raiders are in that one, yeah. Knew that. Of course you knew that. Pet my dog. He's crying. I'm about to cry after after that statement, Dominic. You're really on a roll right now. Thank you. Uh, some other quarter, uh, some other wide receiver news. Devin Funches used to be on the Colts. Now he has gone to the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers getting some help. You know, second, third tier. I think he's more of a third tier wide receiver, but once again, it's a new look. Anything can help at this point with Green Bay. I mean, I honestly, I'm not an, I'm not as high as I was on Green Bay on Green Bay now as I was last year or the year before. I I think they're. I don't know who to blame. Is it general manager? Is it, you know, head coach? Whatever. But I feel like they're not really helping Aaron Rodgers out by getting the people that you know shit could get open for him then finally with the wide receivers we got philip dorsett was on the new england patriots but now he has signed with the seattle seahawks or the seagulls as we like to call them here on the podcast um you know i think he's gonna fit well in that slot number three four position behind uh oh i just smacked i smacked the the dog i like how she immediately the, her head popped up I was the studio looking at audience her. does not like me you know, lightly tapping the dog. That was not lightly. Is that lightly? All right, you two stop fighting. Oreo, shut the fuck up. Brandon, keep talking about seagulls. Uh, a great move. I'm not trying to get smacked upside the head right now. Yes. Then let's go on to the quarterbacks. We got Kyle Allen, who was the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Now he has been traded to the Washington Racial Slurs. Who knows, with uh, Dwayne Haskins at the helm, 
We also got Alex Smith lingering there as well, Kyle Allen. So who knows who's going to be a starter, who's going to be the backup. Just kind of a weird carousel for the racial slurs. Is Alex Smith back yet? He should be back. I mean, he took the entire season off last year after almost dying and breaking his leg. Let's see. Let's see. Blah, 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 blah. He's under contract through 2022, so... I guess, uh... So, Dominic, your thoughts on Kyle Allen, who's a quarterback, definitely not a wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, I didn't say anything about that. I don't know what you're talking about. On the air. You didn't say anything about Why that. Why are you going to rat me out like that, bro? Well, yeah, I just... Oh, fuck. I'm, I'm just giving you a receipt for ratting you out earlier. That's not a receipt. You read it yourself out, so I got to rat you out now. Yeah, that's, venge- that, that's vengeful, dog. Vengeful? Avenge Sevenfold? Avenge Sevenfold? Want to listen to some music? No. Yeah, you have some of their merch? I mean, I bought that stuff. Does it fit? Uh, yeah. Oh, good for you, Dominic. Good yeah, yas, biz, yas. Um, your thoughts on the racial slurs quarterback situation right now? Don't know anything about it, so don't know what to talk about it. All right, now some XFL news. We've been Here we waiting go. for it. Got this. P.J. Walker, probably the best quarterback in the XFL. He has been swooped up by the Carolina Panthers. He will be the backup to Teddy Bridgewater. I really like this move. I like P.J. Walker. I don't know what this means for Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, you give him the money, so obviously he's going to be the starter. I think P.J. maybe comes in there. He works a backup, maybe shows some stuff during, uh, I almost said spring training. Still in baseball mode. During uh, training camp and maybe work a trade and give him, you know, put him somewhere else, maybe get some assets for him. Who knows, but I, I mean, I li- I'm happy that he's in the NFL. He definitely deserves Let it. Let me ask you this. Uh... If if you're P.J. Walker, you're any player in the XFL, and you know they open up free agency and they say, oh, and the team wants to pretty much take somebody from XFL, does the XFL have the opportunity to say, hey, we'll match it? Or do they say... And they can do whatever they want, but I'm pretty sure the XFL is not paying guys like the NFL. But, I mean, I mean, he's a backup quarterback, so he's probably making, what, maybe a few million, right? Still better than probably what they're getting at the XFL, Cause especially because PJ Walker was not one of the marquee guys like a whatever Landry Jones, yeah, or Cardell Jones. But I'm just all saying, the other Jones. I'm just saying though. So let like if you were a player and NFL said, "Hey, we'll pay you a million to come play with us, be a backup to our quarterback, whatever." Dominic, I would rather be paid two million to be a backup in the NFL than being paid $1 million to play for the XFL. No, what would you say if you played $2 million to play in the XFL? Would you stay? I'd rather be in the NFL. Okay. That's what I was asking. There's still more, there's more job security. In the NFL? Because you know the NFL will play the entire season and pay you all your money. That's very true. Then, moving on, we got maybe the second best quarterback in the XFL, Jordan Te'amu from the St. Louis Battlehawks. Shout out to the Battlehawks. You know, Marquette King. He should be in the league, but I digress. Which I'm surprised he doesn't, you know. He will be. Sorry, team. Yeah. Tiamu, that is. Will be on the Kansas City Chiefs. He will be uh, the backup for Patrick Mahomes. Very interesting. Uh, I think P.J. Walker is maybe more of a Patrick Mahomes-esque, but I think Tamu is a good fit. He's, you know, a really good player. He kind of surprised a lot of people because people didn't know who he was. And now he's he's in the league, so good for him. I mean... It, my opinion, I probably, I probably would have, if I was Kansas City, went after. Ed. 
Well, I guess it's cheaper probably to go after XFL guys, huh? They're just getting whatever they can get. Yeah, that's pretty true then. I was going to say go after somebody a little more seasoned, but, you know, never mind. I was thinking they could have went after Mariota, but whatever. I Obviously, I think Mariota's getting a little bit more money than an XFL dude. Well, no, that's why I'm saying. The- and Mar- Marcus Mariota is not taking Patrick Mahomes' spot. I think Patrick Mahomes is a pretty safe job. I'm not saying taking it. I'm just saying, like, if they needed a good... If Mahomes broke, broke his leg this year, would you want this guy? Would you would you rather have somebody like Mariota? I think I might want to take Tiamu. He's a little okay. cheap. He's okay. cheaper. Right. He can spend some of the money outside, uh, whether it be, you know, defense or offense. He, he can... He's a nice wet piece of clay you can bolt them okay don't you take uh ceramics i did take with ceramics yes i did how 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 was your ceramics career pretty good how was the uh the wheel i i sucked ass on the wheel I don't um think I, I only did like maybe one pod by myself and the other ones whatever her name was basically miss preston miss preston sorry lovely woman oh you big fan of miss preston yes huge fan big fan huge fan uh, miss preston underrated i would say so yes I feel I feel it, Dominic. I see you. Yeah, see you. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, let's move on to some basketball news. Steve Ballmer, owner of the Los Angeles Clippers, stupid rich, he buys the forum from MSG for four hundred million dollars. So now the Clippers can finally move on, and they can build their mega mansion, Inglewood Arena, that they've been wanting to build. Get out of the shadows of the of the Lakers. Do you honestly think this is a good idea? I mean, I know you're gonna say yes, but do you think it is a like big picture? It's a good idea. I do think it's a good idea. You wanna? They've always been the. Uh, I keep want to say the Clippers, the the uh, Lakers' little brother. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing in the same arena, you're playing uh, the Lakers technically on your home court, and it's fifty fifty. I think wherever you go as long as you stay in LA it'll be it would be a Lakers town but for them to move to have a better arena than Staples Center you can bring in some big name acts get some money outside of basketball and if Kawhi and PG-13 stay there for the long time and the Clippers definitely turn the corner maybe uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis doesn't really pan out that well, and the Clippers go on to have sustained success for the next 10, 15 years while the Clip or the, while the Lakers kind of, you know, toil and kind of go have their ups and downs. I like the move. Okay, I was just thinking, you know, save your money, and he has enough money. And it's I, like Mike Bloomberg, where he spent millions and millions of dollars, but it was like a half of a percent of what yeah, he actually and, has. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. So never mind then. Rich people problems. Yep. And then finally, you know, Dominic, huge MMA fan over here. He watched one pay-per-view, a UFC pay-per-view. And so I got shut- hooked on PBR. Yeah, and he got hooked on PBR and UFC. So now we're, we're going to be a UFC podcast, at least for this episode. Okay, that's so We got John Jones in the news once again. And normally when John Jones is in the news... It's never a good thing. It's not for a good thing because yes. he is back on his bullshit. On Thursday, he got arrested for a DWI. He had nice. an open liquor bottle and a handgun in the car. Nice. During a quarantine, and a week ago, he posted, like, one of those inspirational pictures of, like, you know, we got to do our part and be good or whatever. So that popped up on my timeline yesterday, so I like that. That's nice. John Jones, back on his bullshit. That's a good guy. You know, I think he doesn't get credit, a lot of credit for all the good things he's done in his career. So good for him. Am I right? 
We're both being sarcastic here, right? Or is it just me? Well, I mean, sometimes when you be sarcastic, I can't really tell because sometimes you be you be saying some shit. Especially <laughs> that, that is especially on true. this podcast, Dominic. I, I can't you know I got to take you seriously with everything you say. That, right that's now. pretty true. No. Um, what was the last thing? Like the last thing, I can't remember the last. The last thing, thing was like the hit and run with the pregnant woman like two oh, years ago. So yeah. it has been. Oh yeah. <laughs> it has been a while for him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, John Jones, arguably the best MMA fighter of all time. But it's just such a sad story of him just, as soon as you think he's gotten his life together, just something fucking pops up and derails everything. Isn't that, isn't that like, su- every sport, there's always, like, a really, like, great athlete or, you know, somebody that you love to see and then you just, like, hope that, just don't do nothing stupid. Always does something stupid. I think John Jones is so different because it's like he does the stupid shit, then he comes back. It doesn't affect him. He's still great. He kicks ass. He wins the titles. Yeah. He does everything, and then it's like if he didn't have all these record, he didn't have like run-ins all these, with these the run-ins law. with the law. Sure, yes. we'll keep a PC. Then he could, you know, he how many more fights would he have had? I mean, the light heavyweight division isn't that great to begin with. How much just, more money he would have had too? But he's just like beating everybody. Yeah. Except for the law. Law always wins, but I fought the law and the law won. Yeah, uh, if you have any uh, ideas of who you can compare John Jones to in the sports world of someone who just fucks up all the time, but yet when he gets back on the field, he's still an all-time great. Hmm. Josh Hamilton. Not to say all-time great, but Josh Hamilton was he—he he was kind of a flash in the pan. Like, he was great for a sh- very short period of time, yes. and then he just kind of fell off the face of the earth. Well, and, I mean, so, yeah, I guess, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of anyone else that was, in all sports, somebody that... I, it's not, like, exactly the right thing, but I can kind of compare it to, like, Michael Jordan of just how he just does such crazy shit mm-hmm. off the court and just the gambling and everything, and then when it comes time, he can show up hungover and just kind of flip a switch and just be Michael Jordan. Same with Ric Flair. It's just kind of something about those all-time greats that doesn't matter what they do, they can always just turn it on. I'm trying to think of someone else. Hmm. I, I, I wouldn't say all-time great, but, you know, maybe like Jeff Hardy, he was prime, oh, here we maybe go. He was prime to Talking be about a Jeff huge Hardy. top star, and then next thing you know, he, you know, does some drugs, gets screwed up, leaves the company, comes back, does the same thing, like, you know, like, you know, you can kind of compare Jeff Hardy a little bit, you know, like. I can see how you can be with Jeff Hardy because Jeff Hardy, it's kind of like he he gets better and you're like, oh, cool, he's back, and yeah. then just all of a sudden something else happens. It's like, come on, Jeff. It's like, fuck, like, damn it, get your shit together. Yeah, like he was about to come back, and then he got the DUI, and it's like, God, okay, and then, and then, he just stayed home because. Do you think this is the last straw? With the UFC, do you think, especially since the light heavyweight division isn't that great to begin with, they are kind of running low on stars. They, I mean, there's Connor, there's John Jones, you know, there's some of the the women like Amanda Nunes. But I do think, you think uh, Dana White is going to whore out for John Jones just because he needs attractions. I, I. It depends on what the next straw is. You know, I I think it's probably going to get to the point where Dana's going to have to be like, yo. I can't. I can't do it anymore. I can't keep turning a blind eye. But 
it depends what the next draw is. You know, if if it's another DWI, maybe he kind of suspends him. Maybe you know, maybe there's ways around actually letting him go. But I don't think. Uh, I mean, Dana White never ceases to amaze me. I would not be shocked if he fights well, again. Don't don't even they, by the end of the year. After every fight, don't they have to wait like a minimum of like six months to fight again or something like that? Like, isn't there? No. I thought there was like you can't you can only have so many fights because they have to go through concussion protocol and all that kind of stuff. I thought cowboy fights fights all the time. He used to fight all the time. Okay. Cowboy don't get no fucks. I don't know anything then. My phone froze. Would you like to give the listeners an update on your brand new iPhone? It's great. It's wonderful. Just what on the street is you still haven't delivered on those portrait dick pics? Don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And on that note, let's move on to the world of professional wrestling. Big week next weekend, WrestleMania. It'll be two nights, and as of this recording, everything pretty much has been recorded, so WrestleMania will be a two-night taped event, and all uh, reports are saying that WrestleMania's kind of gone to shits because Rey Mysterio, Dana Brooke has been under quarantine earlier in the week. Rey Mysterio was supposed to be in a U.S. title match. That got canned. He was supposed to go up against Andrade. Andrade is now out of WrestleMania. He was supposed to be in a tag team match against the Street Profits. That's now canceled because Andrade is injured. Then The Miz apparently was sick, maybe showed up to work, and people got a little angry at him, especially the Usos, because Roman Reigns, who has had his bouts with leukemia, so he is immunocompromised. He will not be on WrestleMania. So obviously Roman Reigns against Goldberg will be canceled for WrestleMania, the big news. The studio audience's favorite big man, Braun Strowman, is apparently going to fill Roman's place. Now, Dominic, kind of your thoughts overall on kind of all this shit that's been going down with WrestleMania. So, the one thing that I heard you want to talk about Strowman taking Roman's spot, the one thing I heard is it's a big possibility Strowman walks out Universal Champion. And I don't know how I feel about that. Because were they going to have Roman beat Goldberg and then Strowman was eventually going to beat Roman for it? Or, you know, like, I don't know how exactly to feel about if Strowman wins it because of the fact that his, first of all, his first main, would you consider it main event, co-main event? Probably the main event, right? Are you talking about the IC title or are you talking about Brock Lesnar? Brock Lesnar. Well, no, wait. What are you, Dominic, what are you talking about? Braun Strowman versus Goldberg. And? Is that the main event? Or is that a co-main event with Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre? I thought we were going to maybe go over this next week when we do a preview. I still haven't decided what I would make the main event for both nights. But I'm just I, saying, I was leaning towards Roman and Goldberg, Goldberg being, being, the main event. being one of them. Okay. So my, my thing is, do you let... Braun Strowman beat Goldberg for the Universal title at this WrestleMania where it's not as big of a deal as if it was in front of 85,000 fans or whatever. I think you just have Goldberg win. Okay. I think you just, you have him win, you push this, kick the can down the line, who knows how long this will take, especially with Roman's condition, who knows how long until he feels comfortable, yeah. you know, wrestling under these circumstances, but... The, the whole idea, it felt as though maybe it was supposed to be Roman and The Fiend, then that gets shut down. Then yeah. it's supposed to be Roman and Goldberg, then that gets shut down. So And then especially when I was I brought up the IC title, because it's like he 
Braun just won the IC title, has like a month and a maybe two months worth of a reign, but he barely did anything in that two months. Yeah. Loses it in a triple in a handicap match through some bullshit. And then two weeks later, I understand, you know, it's unforeseen circumstances, but then he's just going to win the Universal title after that without going back and trying to redeem himself against Sami Zayn. Well, and then that's the thing. It's like, it it makes sense to have, you know, I, I, what the new way Instagram is, how, like, they give you, like, the suggest, like, the hashtag SmackDown, and, like, it shows you something that's from, like, a random post. Someone did post Goldberg versus Jeff Hardy, and I was kind of like, eh, because of the fact that, like, there's no, like, how does Jeff fit in the situation? But could you possibly see a random person taking a spot? Or would you rather see Braun Strowman? Like, would you like to see Cor- Baron Corbin? Would you like to see... Well, Baron Corbin is supposed to face Elias in a match we definitely do not need. Exactly. Or do you have Jinder Mahal come back? Versus Goldberg. I second the studio audience. Uh. Oh, really? Oh. I mean, if you're just going to put him in there for, like, a squash match, the Roman-Goldberg match wasn't going to be that long to begin with, so if you just bring in Jinder... Heath Slater. Sure. Give him the title match he's always deserved. Yeah. Our truth. I mean, one thing is, like, I'm kind of scared for Braun Strowman's sake, because if Goldberg can't even do a jackhammer to The Undertaker or Bray Wyatt, how is he supposed to do one to Braun Strowman? Just be a spear. Multiple spears. Spear, 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 spear. Yep. Sean Spears? Peyton Royce? Mm. We're the Iconics. God, man, we need them. We definitely need them. Are we going to do that for Halloween this year? Yes. Okay. We're going to cosplay as the Iconics, show up to double or nothing as the Iconics. Uh, no. In crop tops. In uh, tights. No. I mean, just for Halloween around here, like, you know. Tom, you got a unibrow? Is that like paint or what's on your... It's paint. Uh, it's not a uni. It's paint. You got, a, got the AD going right now? Yeah, I do. Nice. I need I need a pluck. Plucky pluck. Pluck you. Get on to get on. Well, any other thoughts on the other wrestlers that have kind of been talked about in this kind of wild week of all these shows kind of being taped at one time because the Orlando mayor has kind of just shut down the entire city, so WWE has kind of put everything in the can for the next two weeks because of the lockdown, and so a lot of the matches, or many of the matches, might be filmed outside of the Performance Center and kind of doing some, some other stuff. What do you what do you mean doing it? Like, like the, the Boneyard match. They're probably going to record it at some graveyard or something. And oh, fuck. You serious right now? Bray Wyatt and John Cena might be... We might get that uh, Hooters bar brawl that we were waiting for. Hooters? Hooters? Damn, too bad you can't eat now. We may go to Hooters. Oh, wait. I can get those fried pickles. Best thing at Hooters. You want to go? Tonight? Sure. Sure? You want to go, Barry? Sure. Sure. All right. We out? We out. All right. That's it. Nothing else for WrestleMania? You're just going to talk about Hooters instead? <laughs> we'll talk about it next week. I, I think uh, they're... There's okay, maybe maybe let's let's reel it back and let's be, let's, let's be Lance Storm and be serious for a second. Okay, sure. Uh, your thoughts on just kind of WWE and AEW in general running shows and kind of the pushback, especially if it feels, though, in WWE of wrestlers not feeling very comfortable wrestling under th- these circumstances. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like people are more critical of WWE versus AEW. I feel like I've read and heard more people saying, like, WWE should just stop, WWE this, WWE... And I have not, haven't heard a lot from people regarding AEW still putting on shows. 
for me, I feel as though WWE is more in the wrong because I think AW has come out and Tony Khan has said that he, the wrestlers aren't going to mispay if you don't feel like you, if you don't want to come, if you don't feel safe, then don't come. Especially this week on Dynamite, it was such a bare bones show that you could tell that, you know, a lot of people weren't there compared to last week and. With WWE, I've kind of heard that, like, it's not, it's almost like kind of the Saudi Arabia thing. Like, you're told you don't have to show up if you don't want to, but it's like, if you don't, then they're going to be, they're going to remember that and, and dock you later. See, but, and it comes back to how I feel about, and, you know, if I get fired for this, I get fired for it. How I feel about my store being open during all this thing. It's kind of like, if I want to work, get paid. If I don't feel comfortable being there, I should be getting paid to stay home just because I'm not, I don't feel comfortable putting myself and my family at risk. You know, Dominic, I was watching Vox yes. on YouTube. Yeah. They post a video today. It was like five, six minutes long, not too long. And they okay. basically, basically did a video about how basically every wealthy country in the world has paid sick leave except for the United States. Yes. So. I understand what you're going through, Dominic. You know, they offered, oh, you can take the, you can come back uh, May 1st or whatever, but you're not going to get paid. I'm like, are you fucking me? Like, I have bills to pay. I So you're telling me I have to come to work, possibly get sick, I could possibly die, I could possibly get my wife, my mother, my brother, wife. my friends. Who's your wife? Well, my, my future wife, my fiance over oh, there. Oh, okay, just making sure. It's like... I think you're hiding somebody from me. No, um, not yet. From you? Um, but... We have matching cock rings. Um, well, I mean, I was I was saving up on that casino app to get like that fifty percent off discount on the chapel. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna propose to me? Maybe. Okay. Get matching <laughs> cock rings, like I said, right? Yep. Okay. I had a, sorry, Dominic. I did have to throw away your your Christmas well, not what? your Christmas present, but the cock ring part of it. Oh, the cock ring? Wait, yes. there's a cock ring part of it? I I opened it. and There's a cock ring in it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. So there you go. There's a, there's a nice update for so you. So why'd you throw away the cock ring? Because it was kind of nasty. I maybe used it once or twice, and then I was like, okay, this is kind of nasty. And I kind of maybe broke part of it. <laughs> Wait, how d- Wait, how did Because you- there's, like, little thingy. Okay, so there's the, there's the ring part to it. This is great audio. Yeah. So there's the ring part. You put your dick in it. But then there's, like, I don't even know what you call it, like, the little things, like, on the outside. Like, I don't know if it's... I assume it's, like, for aesthetic purposes. But it's, like, like little plastic pieces on the outside. Yeah. And, like, I try to... It gets very tight, and I... I'm scared because I get, you know, I have hair. Similar to your cockering experience because the hair gets stuck in it. I was hairy then. So then I, like, try to stretch it out a lot, and then I I, I rip some of the the plastic things off, and it kind of broke a little bit. Well, isn't isn't there two – there's two holes, right? There's the one that the – oh, there's multiple kinds of cockerings? It was just, like, a little cheap plastic thing. Oh, not yours, but it had like the little ball suction cup thing. Yeah, yeah. There's the one you put around this nut sack, and then the one on the dick. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have to show him the motion? No, I should, probably shouldn't use the hand motions, but I got it, Dominic. I got it. I thought you were gonna say like you stretched it out and it snapped on your dick or something like that. No, it did not. Anyways, I do have the pump. It's collecting dust underneath my room, underneath my uh, bed. Because didn't we find out it wasn't a real co- uh, real pump ring? Or pump no, ring? I thought you said you did it wrong, that you were semi-chubbing, not full chub or something like that. I don't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> I, was, I got all, all I remember, that conversation, you were, you were said you used it, and you went, Ow! Dominic, it hurts. Yeah. 
Anyways. Anyways, let's talk about Chris Benoit and Dark Side of the Ring. Dominic, go, boy. Dominic actually watched the two-part, two-hour documentary. Highly recommend it. I, I recommend it. As someone who's kind of you know knows a lot about the situation, I did learn some new things. I thought it was quite too. interesting. I think it told a good story, especially with David and David Benoit, Chris Benoit's other First son. son. First son from another marriage, and then yes. Nancy Benoit's sister, kind of that. Which what was her name? Stacy. Stacy. She's a skateboard company. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Nancy's sister and David kind of coming together at the end. I thought that was a nice little story there. By the way, great segue going from cock rings to Chris to double murder suicides. Yes, oh, I'd love to see it. Great. So, Dominic, since you actually watched it, yes. why don't you lead, you lead the discussion for once? Ooh, I feel a little nervous. Oh, my I God. Know. You're actually kind um, of the host for a little So, bit. how should I lead? Do I do I start with, like, a synopsis, or do I just kind of, like, start throwing questions your way? Why don't you just, yeah, just say something, because we're already at, like, 50 minutes. Oh, God damn. Um, basically, uh, and this is news to me, I didn't realize Chris Benoit got a journal. So, basically, long story short, it's it talks about... Jer- uh, Jericho talks about Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Jerry kinda, Lawler. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it talks about how Guerrero, uh, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit kind of got together in New Japan, went to WCW, jumped ship the WWE, and you know, the rest is history, right? So, Eddie, I didn't realize this too. I didn't realize that when Eddie died, I didn't realize that Chavo, Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit were all in that same hotel room or whatever. I didn't realize that either, that all of them were together. Um, but, um, because Eddie died from heart disease due to drugs, correct? Yes. So, you know, I didn't realize that, but I also didn't realize after Eddie's death, I didn't realize how, um, you know, cut and dry the situation was. Eddie gets buried and then the next day they go to Europe for a European tour. Like they don't, they didn't have time to grieve, especially Chris. And I didn't edit Benoit. Chris Benoit. Yes. Don't be confused with Chris Jericho or Christian or Jerry Lawler. <laughs> um, and so basically I'm going to ask you this question. If you were in Chris Benoit's shoes, Eddie gets buried. Would you go on that European tour? Or would you just say, you know what, I do not want to go? Very similar to what we were just talking about. WWE might say, oh, you know, it's fine. but And that and isn't that what they were talking about in, in this series was, you know, they're kind of, you know, very... But especially more in that day. They were controlling, I they guess. They were more controlling. And yes. they did touch on that Chris was so devoted to the craft that, you know, his really, the only thing he really loved was like wrestling. And it was so, wrestling, then his family. Not his family, then wrestling. Yeah, and so he wasn't going to miss a show, even though if he was just distraught about the loss of Eddie. And he, you know, basically carried that to his grave because it really took a toll on him for, what, those two years or a year and a half yeah. after? And then I didn't, like I, like I was going to say, I didn't realize they got, gave him a journal and, journal, and in that journal, he was saying stuff like, uh, Eddie, I'll be with you soon, and all these dark, dark thoughts. I didn't realize he had abuse, abused Nancy and had to, you know... And there's a bunch of uh, those situations that I never knew about. Um, uh, I knew about the steroids. I knew he took all that. I knew about the concussions. Um, you know, I 
to and I I didn't know Chris what was Chris not Chris Wozniak it's is it Chris Wozniak Christopher Nowinski Christopher that Christopher guy. Nowinski that guy um uh I didn't realize he was involved in it I knew he was a former WWE wrestler because I know the match that stands out to me is you know of course Jeff Hardy but I didn't realize he was involved with it I knew he he had a bunch of CTE uh, background and research and all that kind of stuff. I didn't know he was involved in this as well. So when I saw him pop up, I was like, oh, this just got interesting. So, Oh, that's when it got interesting at like an hour and 50 in. Oh, I'm not saying that's... But I mean, like that part of it got interesting. No, Mary, this is on... I saw this on YouTube, but you can watch it on TV, correct, Brandon? You could, but it's probably a lot easier if you just pull it up on YouTube. Yeah, you can pull it up on YouTube. Yeah. Do you know who Crispin was, Mary? Showed you that picture the other night. Yeah, he's the one that killed his wife, killed his son, and then killed himself. Yep. Almost took out the entire wrestling business, you know. Yep. No big deal, whatevs. You even mention his name, you get blacklisted from society. Mm-hmm. Crispin Wall. Dominic, this is your segment. Yeah. Brandon, how... Crispin Wall. How do you feel about Crispin Wall? Has this documentary changed any feelings, any... Uh, yeah, has this changed any feelings you have towards him? Does do you think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame eventually? Do you think no? no. You still don't think I I still think not today, but future down the line, I still think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Why? I just because he you killed just, his wife and kid. Okay, but solid point. Solid <laughs> good point there. I'm just saying he was an all-time great. He was literally an all-time great. You're going to deny Who killed the, his wife and kid. Okay, but you're going to you're going to deny him access to Hall of Fame just because of that. And then what happens? Who who do you who inducts him? Who like what does that even do? You put him in the Hall of Fame. Okay, it's a fake Hall of Fame. Yeah. And it's like he doesn't he's not going to take any pride in that. He's not going to know that that happened. So okay. what's the point? How many how many dead Hall of Famers have we inducted? Don't say none, but there's at least one I know of. There's a shit ton that have that are dead that have been put in the Hall of Fame. That were dead when they got inducted. Yes. Exactly. So it doesn't give them pride, doesn't give them anything, blah blah blah. But you're giving them accomplishment. Okay. So and you can't they give didn't Chris- kill their wife and kid. Oh my god. I still think he should be inducted. Him and Nancy. I agreed with the end of the documentary that Nancy should be in the Hall of Fame because not to put throw a pity party, but she was a, a trailblazer, a great you know valet. You know everyone talked about Miss Elizabeth, but Na- a woman was there almost kind of the same time as Miss Elizabeth, kind of a little later, more in the late eighties. But it's just because it's just because Macho Man was so huge at that time. Miss Elizabeth got you know the star power. Mm-hmm. I. I Overall, I thoroughly enjoy that. I think this might be the best one they've done thus far. I thought JR came across a little defensive, a little prickly, because he was kind of the lone WWE defendant in the documentary. Just kind of your thoughts on how he came across in the podcast, or on the documentary. Because um, I, I think one that kind of stands out where he was like, you know, we didn't know all the facts. We didn't know, so we had to put on a show, so that's what we did. We didn't know all the facts, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, but, like, just... Take say like okay we fucked up but then he felt like he was very defensive when he was trying to say like oh we need to 
you know, we didn't know everything, so that's why we did this, and blah, 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 blah. So don't shoot the messenger. Don't come yelling at me for it. Well, I mean, I, I think he also... I think him being put in that situation, when that, all that went down, I think he had a lot of say in, in how to, everything went down. Yeah, Vince was the, the, the yes and yes-no guy, but I think JR also had the ability to say, you know, hey... We need a show to go on to. I think that's probably why he got so defensive, at least at least to your opinion he did, because JR probably feels bad the fact that he did put on a tribute show. And While that tribute he, show was going on, news was starting to come out that it probably wasn't, you know, this was not in the up and up. and Yeah. Yeah. I still think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm, no. There's been plenty of people in the Hall of Fame that have murdered people. Jim Stucker is one of them. There you go. And they're going to talk about that later on on Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, we will? Okay, maybe I'll watch maybe that too. We'll. But I definitely recommend you watching the next week's episode of New Jack. New Jack? If you Don't you know a lot about New Jack? No, a little bit. Fucking crazy man he yeah. is. Lots of cocaine. And blood. And Did he kill someone? He has three or four admissible murders. On his record. Admissible, as in he... It was rightful that he killed the person. Damn. Mm-hmm. Shout out New Jack. That's some crazy shit. That's just... Uh, that just brought everything down. We could talk about the mass transit incident, throwing what's-his-face off the fucking balcony, trying to kill him, but then luckily he got saved, and yeah. New Jack, crazy guy. Do you know I... about the mass transit incident, Dominic? No, I do not. In ECW, where he no. fucking took a gig and chopped the sliced the dude's head open and made him bleed everywhere and almost killed him because he lied about his age and knew Jack was going to show him the ways of the business? No. Well, you Actually, know. no, I take that back. I did hear something about that, but I didn't I didn't know it was called that. You're I... in for a treat then. Okay, I will have to watch this then. But let's actually talk about some wrestling because there was some shows still going on. <sighs> Thank God, because I was tired about trying to defend Chris Benoit. It was killing you, wasn't it? Killing me? Mm-hmm. No. It wasn't? No. Okay. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Raw kicked off with Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. No Drew McIntyre, even though I thought they like advertised that he was going to be there. But he wasn't. Paul Heyman cuts a promo. Good. Not as good as, kind of obviously, some of his other stuff, but pretty straightforward. They kind of ran a rerun of the sit-down interview with Heyman and McIntyre at the beginning of the show. Just kind of <laughs> continuing on with this... McIntyre Lesnar feud. I mean, is it safe to say that we already know McIntyre is going to win, or do you think is there a chance Brock wins? I can see there being a chance that Brock wins just because of the circumstances. Yeah. Maybe they want McIntyre to win in front of a crowd. Whether, I guess, I mean, maybe I can see them doing it to where McIntyre lasts ten minutes with Brock, and that's a victory of, unto himself, and then he gets the win at SummerSlam or Survivor Series or. Next year's WrestleMania when we can always we can we can all come together and be together, but who exactly knows? Then we get some more promos. We get uh, AJ Styles cutting a promo on the Undertaker and continuing on with slandering the Dead Man because he's old and made a Tiger King reference. Still haven't seen Tiger King. Need to watch it. Probably going to do it this weekend. Yeah, I might watch it tomorrow. I don't know, but uh, maybe we'll do a watch party with Trapped to Hell because they brought up that. Travis said that maybe we should do a watch party, and then I talked about me burning my finger because I can't cook. How do we do a watch party with that? Like you like sync up your like internet browsers or something. 
Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, baby. Or you can hop on the PlayStation and play some Call of Duty with us. Hard pass. Fortnite would be easier. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. Your thoughts on AJ Styles continually uh, old shame in The Undertaker? I mean, my opinion, I think this is the way for them. I think Taker is to the point in his career where we all want American Badass to come back. So I think this is probably the way for them to get that gimmick to come back to life. Is That's why you he's shaming Taker this way, the way he used Mark Calloway, not Undertaker. You know, I think this is their way of bringing back American Badass. Dominic, your thoughts on a Boneyard match? And what, what is a Boneyard match? What the fuck is it? I was going to ask you. I will ask you. What is a Boneyard match? I'm going to say it's a PG version of a Graveyard match. What's a graveyard match? Just a match in a graveyard. graveyard. Okay. But it seemed like a boneyard, like some biker thing, too. I don't know. Not really. Who knows, but uh, at the end of the, the show, blood dome. we get Randy Orton cutting a promo. I thought it was a very good promo. I wasn't the biggest fan of them splicing in kind of uh, some videos in between, kind of showing what he was talking about right as he said it, kind of showing that this was taped. I wasn't the biggest fan of that, but... I think, you know me, Dom, I'm not the biggest fan of Randy Orton, but I think this has been the best work of, you know, the past ten years of Randy Orton right now with this and Edge. Good stuff. Wait, you're saying this is the best work Randy's done in ten years? Yep. You know it's 2020. You're talking about 2010, Randy. You don't think this is anything from 2010 to 2019? You don't think Randy was any good? I'm just saying this is the best. That shows how high I am on it. And I just feel like Randy Orton has Fuck. been just, Randy Orton has just been, you know, going through the motions for the past ten years, just, you know, RKO, slither around, do the pose. He's a viper. He's angry. He's do the pose. He didn't start doing the pose since he's been only doing the pose for like three years now, two years, something like that. He just started doing it again. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's been doing the pose for a long time. Bro, you're. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, when did he win the Royal Rumble? In 2014? 15? Something like that, right? Or 18. Well, I know he won in 18, but it was the time before that was like 2014, 15, right? Or something, something like that, whatever. He wasn't posing then. He was just doing his little stare in the crowd. He was crazy. When he was with Legacy. Are you crazy? You crazy. Oh, whatever. I'm talking about this is the best, Randy Orton. Shut the fuck up. Are you going to yell at me because there was like a Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton feud in between there that I'm missing and you, that you loved so much? Not so much. Also, Okay, so, you know, after, you know, in the late 2000s, that Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton feud was so great. That's what I'm talking about. Then there's no, wait. Late 2000s, oh yeah, you're right, late 2000s, yeah, never mind. Even though I wasn't watching at that point, but I pulled it out my ass and you went along with it. Yeah, I'm trying to be nice. So we get Angel Garza and Andrade taking on Cedric Alexander and Ricochet in a tag team match to show them, like, look, these two Mexicans are a tag team and they're going to face the Street Profits. So if you're going to face two black guys at WrestleMania, what do you do to get ready? Face two different black guys. Yeah, face two different black guys. You got it. And the Mexicans win, but Andrade hurts, I think, his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Something. Upper body injury. As they call say. it a pectoral. Upper body injury, as they would say in the NHL. So now Andrade is gone. Who knows what the fuck's going on with WrestleMania? I'm really afraid that WrestleMania is just going to get stretched out with like 30 minute long matches. We're definitely going to talk about WrestleMania next week. Thank but God. 
I, I am very hesitant to think that this show's going to be any good. Well, being that it's, first of all, pre-taped, second off, it's crowdless, so... I've seen good pre-taped shows. Don't think I've ever seen a good... Pay-per-view pre-taped. pre-taped empty arena show. Pay-per-view pre-taped show. Sure. Thank you. Then, the Street Profits beat Shane Thorne and some dude named Brendan Vick. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Nobody got hurt. That's all we can ask for. Then yep. Shayna Baszler gets interviewed and gets interrupted by Becky Lynch. Gets whacked in the back with a chair. Nice. Shayna's promo wasn't all that good. Becky comes out. I thought Saves she, the day. She carried herself quite well. Yes. It was fine. I, I, and it, Before we talk about anything else, I have this... Fuck you. I have the same... We accidentally touched hands. Coronavirus. Um... We ha- I have the same gut feeling that I have about Brock and McIntyre. Does Shayna win the title still, or do you wait to have Shayna beat Becky at a later date? I still think you put you put Shayna over. That's why I feel as though the empty arena is more suited for a heel to win. You know, obviously you're not going to get the booze, but you're not going to get the adulation if the babyface wins. So that's yeah. why I think you still go ahead with Shayna winning. Who knows what the schedule will be after WrestleMania. Yeah. Shayna or Becky and Seth can you know have their hu- have their honeymoon from home. Yes. And, you know, take a month or two off or whatever they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Well, I'll talk about that next week. But okay. speaking of Seth Rollins, he has I thought a stellar promo against Kevin Owens. I think this was very similar to the Edge and Randy Orton promos to where the empty arena just really brings a seriousness yes. and it kind of, you know, nothing really detracts from it. And I thought this was absolutely fantastic. Maybe one of the best things Seth Rollins done in quite a while. I agree with you. I think Seth's promo was very, very good. I just wish it, it I guess maybe it was the monotone, like kind of like the, I become God. Like it was kind of like a little weird, but I still think it was very good. Yeah, I thought it was very good. Just him being a heel, just taking credit for everything. Yes. Very well done. Then, let's go on to AEW Dynamite. We get, at the end, we're going to start off with the ending, we get Chris Jericho coming out, and he yells at Vanguard 1. Yes. Then Matt Hardy comes out, got, does some cuts all over the arena. Would have worked a lot better if Chris Jericho wasn't in the shot to where he was bouncing all over the place as well. But we get Hardy and Jericho going back and forth. It was entertaining, I think, introducing this... Matt Hardy character is always kind of awkward and weird, especially when you don't really have any precedent for this. Yes. So, Dominic, and there's no thoughts. crowd either. <laughs> Dominic, your thoughts on uh, Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho's confrontation? I mean, I, I kind of, w- and this is where I might have, you might disagree with me, but I kind of wish they would have held off on Matt coming back, uh, debuting. I feel like it doesn't feel, uh, um, quite right if it makes sense what is white right white is white right matt hardy is white yes oh does it feel right what is right i mean so what what, which one of the young bucks is hurt or so-called nick nick but with them living in california it's kind of hard to get all the way to florida that's why i think a lot of the people that have been that are on these shows are kind of based in the south they can take that drive over to florida Oh, yeah. So, so, so I've been kind of, because, you know, Cody, I think, lives in Atlanta. Matt Hardy lives in North Carolina. I think Jericho lives in Florida somewhere. Well, I'm just saying that 
I feel like they could have held off on him coming in because I think him debuting with a crowd with an audience would have been a huge would have been a lot bigger than it was. But you just don't know how long this is going to last. Exactly, so and you can have, have him under contract. Might as well use him. Exactly, I know, I know. Uh, we get Kenny Omega defeating Sammy Guevara for the AAA Mega Championship, a championship that is rarely even talked about on the show. But now we got Kenny Omega having it. I mean, it was a good match. Very still awkward with the crowd not there. They didn't have the wrestlers at ringside. They had them in a confined space, which I would think is less healthy than having them at ringside spaced out six feet apart. But I digress. Maybe that was a pre-tape from last week's uh, show. But good match, but I think definitely this one was hurt by the lack of crowd response. I disagree. I think, uh, you know... I. And not to say that they're both not charismatic or, you know, can appeal to crowds or whatever. I'm just saying, like, I feel like their characters aren't really uh, crowd-driven, if that makes sense. Um, You know, uh, like like a Chris Jericho, he feeds off of the crowd. Matt Hardy feeds off of the crowd. Kenny and Sammy kind of don't really feed off the crowd so much, I think, in my opinion. I think this match was fine. And that's why I wasn't a big fan of Cody Rhodes' match as he goes up against Jimmy Havoc. Beats... Jimmy Havoc, but as you kind of said, I think Cody relies a lot on the crowd reaction, and yeah. with the not there, didn't exactly work out too well. Yeah, it doesn't feel the same when, you know, he hits that power slam or, you know, hits that crossroads or whatever. It doesn't feel the same to hear, you know, he hears that pop and immediately, you know, gets that, you know, bolt of energy or whatever, but, you know. We had Brody Lee in a squash match defeating QT Marshall. But before that, they had a cute little vignette segment where the exalted one Brody Lee is eating something Dominic wishes he could be doing right now. I do. But uh, he was eating a steak, and he yells at uh, some of his minions because they were sneezing and eating before he Uh was eating. There's a dog barking outside. So then little dog, gonna bark. But anyways. I hope not. Brody Lee taking more shots of Vince McMahon. Hope he just gets out of his system these past two weeks, and after this, we can move forward without him taking not-so-veiled shots at the old man. Do you think if it keeps going, it's bad taste? Or do you A think little it's bit. Kinda, I think it's just kind of low-hanging fruit. Kind of a little petty, right? Yeah, I mean, AEW, I think, has been doing a pretty good job at kind of ignoring WWE yeah. and not trying to be petty and, you know, throw shots. when They could throw shots. They, they are the hip, cool promotion that could just, you know, bury WWE at all points of the yeah. day. But they don't do that. And now with Brody Lee, it kind of sticks out a little bit more. I mean, it is kind of funny, but it's like, you don't really need to do this. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, It'll be one thing, you know, his debut, yeah, you say something. You kind of, you know, the but little like non-subtle hit, but... Who would have, who knows, like, yes, AEW has a lot of smart fans in the audience, but it's like, how many people would have known that Vince hates sneezing, always eats steak? Like, that's very minuscule. That's yeah. such a small pocket of the wrestling fans. Exactly, and, you know, I, I just feel like, I do agree. It needs to stop, he either needs to stop, or it needs to be very spaced out or something, because... You know, it just takes. It's just a matter of time until it turns into a big shot fest back and forth, and people are going to take this shit too seriously. So, then finally, we got Jake Hager in a squash match. He gets the win. John Moxley comes out, and it seems as though as the does the uh, mascot chase his tail often. Uh, he used to, and then apparently he started up again. Okay, uh, Jake Hager and John Moxley seemingly is going to be a program going forward. 
I am not the biggest fan of Jake Hager. Me either. It seems as though Moxley and Hager are still pretty good friends from their days back in WWE, so maybe they'll be motivated and Moxley could get something out of them. I don't know if I should show you this, but I don't know if it's considered breaking news or if I didn't know this already. Well, Dominic, why don't you tell us? Is that the SmackDown that it's going on right now? It has to do with WrestleMania. Oh, what is going on with WrestleMania, Dominic? Daniel Bryan challenges Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. Well, if you watched last week's episode of SmackDown, Sami Zayn said that if Drew Gulak could beat Shinsuke Nakamura, then Daniel Bryan could face him for the IC title. So maybe put two and two together. Maybe Drew Gulak beats Shinsuke Nakamura on this week's episode of SmackDown. Maybe. Yeah. But, you know, you didn't know that because I think we watched it last week on mute. Or did we? No, we didn't. Did that was, we? That was the week before. Oh. That was the first week. Because we did it on Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was tired. I remember. Yeah. And we made hot links. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any hoots. Uh, John Moxley making a surprise appearance on WWE Backstage. Oh, calm down. Calm down. WWE returning confirmed? 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 No. no. Okay. And then finally, quickly going over some NXT talks, your girl, Io Shirai, makes her triumphant, a triumphant return to NXT, winning against Aaliyah. Shout out to Aaliyah. Very underrated. And uh, she qualifies for the six-pack ladder match. Candice also qualifies for that match as well. Yeah. And there will be a second-chance match next week with the winner of that match being the sixth and final woman to make that match. A six-pack, I think Dakota Kai and Shotzi are the two obvious favorites. I'm trying to think who else could also fill that spot, though. It is Zia Lee, Shotzi, Dakota Kai, Caden Carter. It's all the women that lost. And then... That's it, right? I think so. Something like that. Oh, and Deanna Perrazzo. I think that's the last one. I hope I hope it's Shotzi. Of course you wish it was Shotzi. Town business, baby. Yeah, boy. Then we get uh, Damien Priest, Dijakovic, and Keith Lee all in a circle jerk segment where they all kind of talk to each other. They beat each other up. And then next week, Keith Lee will take on those other two men in a triple threat match for the North American title because there will be no uh, takeover WrestleMania weekend. They're kind of spacing out all these takeover matches yeah. on NXT television. Eh, I think that's fine. I mean... My honest opinion, I think Damian Priest should be the next North American champion, but, you know, that's just me. It is just you, sir. I know Dominic Davikovic is a great wrestler, but, you know, I like Damian Priest better. Who wins next week? Keith Lee. Okay. Then we get Matt Riddle taking on Roderick, Roderick Strong. Good, long match. We had a lot of matches on the show that we're not going to really get into, but uh, in the end, Matt Riddle wins. Wins. And then we get to the debut of Malcolm Bivens, a manager. He has these two big Middle Eastern dudes. Yeah, I didn't Beats down Matt that. Riddle. I don't even know who Malcolm Bivens is, but apparently he was kind of a name on the indie scene. Yeah. Seems as though he's a good talker. Very similar to the Authors of Pain. Yeah. Not in terms of look, but just kind of the same kind of setup. Where you have a great manager and you just have these two brutes that could kick ass and they're unproven so we don't exactly know what they can do but i wasn't very impressed by what they did just doing very simple things with matt riddle so that kind of scares me a little bit but you never know it is your debut in front of nobody so it is a little bit awkward but uh, he brought up that pete dunn isn't there obviously because of travel restrictions so Mm -hmm. the tag team division for nxt is kind of put on hold who knows exactly what that means for the 
titles, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, I I saw this and I was kind of like, who the? F-? I was wait. I thought it was gonna be like some indie westlers that I knew, and I was just like, who the fuck are these guys? So I don't. Know, I kind of di- I kind of didn't dig it. So can you dig it, sucker? No, no. <laughs> and then I was thinking of the meme. <laughs> finally, we get <laughs> Triple H coming out because Big Daddy Trips has to settle it between Gargano and Chomp because apparently, you know, William Regal is the general manager, but like Triple H is the Big Daddy owner dude. When he yeah. comes out, it's a big deal. Yeah. And they uh, settle it. They Gargano and Ciampa kind of go back and forth. Triple H says that he basically sets up an empty arena match when everything right now is an empty arena match. But That's hilarious, actually. Who knows exactly what this means. He kind of says, once I find a venue, it's just going to be you two and a referee. So does that mean there's not going to be a ring? Is there not going to be a commentators? Obviously, there has to be a camera guy there, but or just a, a camera. I don't know exactly what that means, but in two weeks, Gargano, Ciampa, it's going to be done. Triple H said... This is over. You guys can't do anything else because if you guys even touch each other after this, basically, then you're both essentially fired. The one thing I don't understand is, has Regal come out for any of this in the past week or so? Or is he stuck in the UK? That's a legitimate question. I don't know. I don't exactly know where Regal lives. I would assume he has be citizen- I don't know citizenship, right? yeah. but he at least has like a work visa in America, so I'm so, pretty sure he has a So my thing is here. like, I think it would mean more, because, fuck, William Regal to me, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. One of the greatest general managers of all time. I think it would have meant more to maybe have him come out last week, week before, says, no touchy until takeover, no, or to your match, they touch each other next week, and then Triple H comes out that's this week or last week, and then puts the hammer down and say, "Hey, don't touch you, don't you know what I mean?" Like it would have been meant more if Regal would have came out and then Triple H, you know. But you know, whatever. Triple H got to make his money somehow. I always get put over. Mm-hmm. Where's the <laughs> shovel, man of three H's? Yes, yes. Shout out to Matt Hardy who uh, a nice. Workaround for the FCC saying the ass of hole. Yes. Or the hole of ass. Something like that. The hole of ass, I think, is what he said. But uh, that'll do it for us for today. Thank you, you guys. You want to talk about the Killer Cross? Oh, you... yes. I forgot. The very end, Killer Cross shows up. Well, not shows up, but he, there's, Vignette. Been, there's been these ominous vignettes throughout NXT for the past couple weeks, months. And then he shows up on the screen, and that was it. Nothing really said no promo just he showed and up and then Scarlet comes out next week watch him and Scarlet walking down the aisleway I would be complaining we did see Scarlet when I think the four horsewomen got laid the fuck out that one time but shout out the smoke show smoke show and Killer Cross coming to NXT woo Dominic's excited yes smoke show versus Shotzi who you cheering for smoke show oh see where your allegiance lies yep smoke show versus Mia Yim it's a draw double count out Shotzi versus Mia Yim? Shot, uh, Mia Yim. But you said Shotzi first. That was what came to mind first, Dominic. That's an easier name to say is Shotzi versus Mia Yim. I think Mia is either than, easier to say than Shotzi. Mm, no. Anyhoots. Anyhoots. That'll do it for us for today. Until no next emails. Time. Don't worry, Brandon. Unfortunately, People I know. People don't be- love us. Because you sent out a tweet right before we were going to record, and then you didn't even put the right email in. But it's whatever. I, I fixed it first off and second off. Because you were I taking a help. shit and wiping your ass at the same time, so I know it's very hard Pretty for much. you to do all that thing, to send a tweet Pretty while much. wiping your ass. Shout out Donnie. Shout out Travis. Shout out Tyler. Which Donnie? 
your friend Donnie. Man, not not not, not Travis's friend Donnie. Our friend of the podcast, Donnie. Play play with Donnie yesterday on Call of Duty. Oh yeah. Shout out Donnie. Eh, not Donnie. Eh, fuck Donnie. Okay, not okay. Donnie, not. Shout out Damascus. That's better. That's his name. Is his gamer tag? No, that's Matt Hardy's vessel or his essence. Oh, his essence. Oh. Yeah. Okay. On that note, goodbye and good night. Uh, bye bye. <laughs>